Hello, and welcome to the podcast about Transformers comics, toys, and everything in between. I'm Onyx Prime with my two co-hosts here. Hi, I'm Computron. Hi, Kilobyte. Moving on with our comic discussion for today's episode takes us to IDW Stormbringer. And as always, spoiler warning, if you haven't read the comics already, we highly recommend you go read them and then come back and listen to the podcast. Now, onwards, both. Computron and myself had read the series already, but this is Kilobyte's first time, and we are excited to hear his thoughts about the series. Before we dive into that, though, Computron, do you mind telling us some facts about this comic? Yeah. So, first things first, as usual. Uh, the comic was released July 19th, 2006, and the last issue was released October 18th of the same year. Uh, this story was by Simon Furman, and the artists were Don Frugaroa, and the colors by Josh Burkham. Fun facts, Jeffire and Scoop both swear by Primacron, creator of Unicron, from the original cartoon, as neither Primus nor Unicron had conclusively been established to exist when this issue was first published. Primacron was subbed as an alternate being to swear by. The Decepticon warship Thanatos is named after Thanatos to the Greek uh, deity of death. Fun stuff on that one. <laughs> <laughs> There's no place like home quips, uh, Razor Claw, quoting the iconic line from the original Wizard of Oz, as of course. And last but not least, uh, as he speeds towards Thunderwing, Thompson pr- proudly declares that when people ask him, why he fought Thunderwing one-on-one, he'll say, because it was there. Paraphrasing Mountaineer George Mallory's famous quote about scaling Mount Everest, of course, this declaration also fits Topspin's usual bot-against-nature uh, mentality perfectly. So, now that we've done some uh, fun facts, Kilobyte, would you mind giving us a short summary of these uh, comics? Will do. Stormringer gives readers the first look at the larger war beyond Earth. Cybertron is dead, wasted world, victim of some distant uh, cataclysmic event that both Optimus Prime and Megatron were present at. Prime's musings establish that the long war between the Autobots and Decepticons was directly responsible for such cataclysm. And in flashbacks, we discover that a single demonic figure was somehow the focus of the event. This being was so powerful that only the combined might of the Autobots and Decepticons could stop it. This was taken from the wiki. Right on. I want to start off by saying enjoyed this comic run. Stormbringer was a good time. It was. I had a lot of fun, and I've met some new faces that I've never met before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's kick it off. Uh, so Cybertron is obviously in ruins, based on Kilobyte's description. And we actually get to follow the Technobots in this series that investigate an energy source that's being emitted from the planet. Computron, Technobots, hmm. My Technobots and my Technobots. (laughs) Would you like to elaborate on that? (laughs) Well, yeah. Uh, So they get, you know, how the story goes is Jeffire finds some unusual activity i'm not gonna go too much in detail but some unusual activity of cybertron that could show uh uh quite the potential energon should i say and with him he has the technobots and well in the end it was just 
Jetfire. <laughs> the Technofires were, or the Technobots were kind of <laughs> mutilated. Yes, to say the very least. They put offline. They were killed. Not all of them, but the majority of them. Holy scrap. Uh, used for experimental new body for also a Decepticon we haven't seen in a while. Bludgeon. Yes. Bludgeon. Love his design. I love all of his designs. Every bludgeon I've ever seen, I've never not loved. Yeah. <laughs> I, do, I, I do like in this one that uh, he's missing his lower jaw. And there's like right. uh, wiring falling out. And it kind of makes it look like the whole skeleton face like he, he normally does in the with his figures. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, it's it's really nice. I also enjoy the new body he gets too yeah. later on in the series. It's very nice. Very, very, oh, what's the word? Smoking. The, the body he got for a brief second. A brief second, yes. <laughs> we, won't, we won't say what exactly happens to him after that brief second, but yes. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with both of you. I love, I love Bludgeon's design. I love that they kind of, you know, for me, I guess I always thought that theme for Bludgeon was like this skeleton samurai looking bot. And I loved uh, how much more samurai-ish it looked when you got the new body. But like I said, it's probably a brief moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, and talking about designs, I do like the, the Jetfire design is also... Uh, G1 uh, inspired. I love right. the helmet. Yeah, or the mask, should I say? Yeah, yeah. Which Bludgeon is not our only villain in this series. Our main villain is Thunderwing, which we find out used to be a scientist experimenting on organic grafting to Cybertronians to try and enhance their strength. Something we see different multiple different scientists continue many comics down the road what's your thought on this i thought um it was ironic for him to be this decepticon that was very adamant to saving cybertron because he was trying to tell uh, both sides that the war is pushing the planet to brink only for him to progress his studies on this grafting and be the destroyer of Cybertron himself. <laughs> it's like, uh, I think uh, if you wanted to save the planet, you probably should have focused not on grafting. I don't know. <laughs> Green energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Killed by any wise words? Ah, wise words. Oh, I, I think we have, we've seen this before, haven't we? In, at least in other incarnations that some of them try to blend organic matter with their bodies. I guess the Beast Wars did it first, right? Yes, the, the early 90s Beast Wars series, yeah. That's way in the future from this, though, right? It is, but it's, it's interesting that they kind of started here as a, an experiment to become stronger, while in Beast Wars is more like for survival since the Earth has so much high energon that they need protection from it. Right. It's not the last time we'll see it. Not the last time we'll see it. We'll definitely see it again. It might be a while, but yeah, we'll definitely see something like this later on. Not to the extent that Thunderwing is, but different iterations of the idea, if that makes sense. Yeah. There's not a whole lot else going on with that aspect of this storyline. But there are, I'm going to say this is one of Computron's favorite sub-factions of the Autobots. 
would you would you like to elaborate? Yeah. Uh, so we get introduced. I want to say introduced. Yeah, kind of. It's like the first time we get to see the Rikers in any of the comics so far, right? I believe so. We we see them individually, but we never hear them called Wreckers, if I remember correctly. Yeah, exactly. And um, we get to see them while they're on a, a planet that has already had, uh, I think, their Phase 6 infiltration protocol in place. Uh, if you guys don't know the phases yet, uh, I don't think I have enough time to explain them. But, phase um, 6 means it, it's it's too late. It, it, phase six means it's entirely too late and uh the wreckers are kind of the the special forces should i say of the autobots and specifically they deal with late phase warfare uh from from the decepticons and so um in this case they were at the time dealing with like a phase six planetary invasion by the decepticons but got called back off the planet to let the Decepticons rule it, which was interesting to me, uh, because they were called in to help uh, confront Thunderwing. And one thing that bugged me was that uh, we see Whirl. He's not necessarily, you don't really see his name, but you see Whirl in this one. And I always liked Whirl kind of with like a little bit of just blue and kind of like his one true color uh, tone that he had. But in Stormbringer, we see him with like white and blue and yellow. And you're like, is that Whirl? I'm not sure it's Whirl. And then the transforms into a helicopter and you're like, ah, yeah, that's Whirl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not my favorite color scheme for him. I'm, I'm willing to say if you guys like it, and then that's Can't tell. I definitely can't tell. I thought it was your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sitting there going, ah, not my favorite. But yeah, I loved, I loved the Wreckers, and I cannot wait until we get into the Wrecker comics coming yeah, up. That's uh, it's a little ways from here. We're halfway there. <laughs> but if we continue doing uh, more weekly rather than every other week, we will get there in no time. Yeah, we'll definitely get there before the explanation of the oars. <laughs> Kill by any any thoughts. I I like that the the group that Bludgeon has a little group right. They're 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 there helping him and they're following Thunderwing. They kind of hail Thunderwing kind of like a god in a way. And so I like that they brought in some of kind of like obscured characters because I've never heard their names before until like I read the comic. So I right. thought that was that was pretty cool that they're just bringing some obscure characters and even though giving them little to do here and there but it's more uh, you get to know more of the transformers that are out there uh, and they had some pretty cool designs some of them look kind of like fish heads kind of like a it was a, a bike that had like a mouth on it and then his face was more kind of like cat-like so it's it's something you don't really see a lot with a lot of transformer designs they usually kind of have like normal humanoid features you would say right. like that so i really really enjoyed that i want to know more about thunderwing because that was also the first time i've ever heard of him unfortunately this is the only comic that talks about thunderwing or has thunderwing in it and it's kind of contained mm. which is unfortunate it's kind of sad because it's kind of cut short because it this is a small comic right right and to say that the thing that truly destroyed cybertron wasn't the war but was thunderwing himself you'd be like whoa Give me the whole thing. Give me the whole story. 
And they're like, yeah, best we can do is 100 pages. Best we can do is 100 pages and then <laughs> possibly have him show up in the Prime series. That's about it. Yeah. And he doesn't last long in the Prime series either. No. But uh, any other thoughts about this comic? Predacons. Predacons. What about Predacons? Spoilers. Uh, so we, we get introduced <laughs> to the Predacons uh, as these honorary uh, Decepticons to come in and help fight uh, Thunderwing. And it was really interesting to see, is it, I forgot his name already, is it Ripsaw? Razor? Ripclaw? Ripclaw? Razorclaw? Razorclaw, yeah, Razorclaw, Razorclaw. Uh, it was interesting to see him help out the Autobots, in the way, I mean, obviously Megatron had his hands full on Earth for obvious reasons, but uh, <laughs> if you guys want to know why, read the next comic issue. It was <laughs> it was interesting to uh, to see uh, him kind of be honorable uh, to help fight by the side of the uh, the, the Autobots as they were taking down uh, Thunderwing. The man who completely destroyed Cybertron. What do you guys think about the uh, Predacons? I thought it was interesting. Like, when I first originally read this series, I was like, they're just going to bomb the Autobots with Thunderwing. Like, they're oh, not yeah. going to help them out <laughs> at all. But no, that's not the case. They decide to go and help them. Yep. So I thought that was cool. Yeah, well, you, you all come together to protect your world. It's, it's all you need, right? All you need is love. Love. Love is all you need. I don't know why that popped in my head. It just did. I do like the, the since they're still kind of like in Cybertron or close to it, they still don't have their animal forms because I think one of them has like a drill for a chest. Well, they had their animal forms back on... Um... The beginning, yes. On Yeah. Correct. So they got it from a different planet. Yeah. So they probably got it from the planet that they went to and they got stuck in <laughs> or something yeah. i don't know I, I just know that i just know that it, they one of them has a, a drill on a chest so sometimes like a, like i see the color scheme and i think it's them but then i see a drill and i'm like it might not be them so and i'm <laughs> like i'm used to the animal form and, and then i realize it is them and i'm like oh okay so this is like way before they even get those right 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 well any last uh comments before we move on to our next segment? No. Uh, for a short issue, this was uh, probably one of my favorite short issues. Uh, I just wish there was a lot more backstory for Thunderwing. Fair. But, yeah. Yeah, I want to know a little bit more. Especially since it's the first time I've heard of him. Uh, like, I want to <laughs> no. know a little bit more. What is this? Uh, he looks pretty cool. He's He is a humongous bot. Oh, yeah. Like, he's... Big boy. Yeah. Well, he's a... He's like a triple changer, right? He turns into a plane, turns into his normal bot form, and then he turns into a, like, what is, what is that? Like an Omega Sentinel size bot? I think it was like, because they using Ultimate Energon or Ultra, uh, ultra, ultra Form. Ship. Yeah, it was his ulti, Ultimate Form or whatever. Damn. I don't know if that used like mass shifting or was it the organic grafting? Did they ever make a toy for Thunderwing? They did. They did, and it's Doesn't look gorgeous. Like this one? <laughs> yes. Oh, I need it. <laughs> I'll have to show you after the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we saw it the other day. We were like, "Ooh, that looks good." I like the panel between, uh, like, in the flashback between Megatron and Optimus when, when they first fought Thunderwing, 
a long right. time ago. And Optimus is like on the ground, like looks like Thunderwing like stepped on him and just pushed him to the ground. And Megatron's like, "You're not gonna get off that easy. Come on, get up. Let's do this. Let's finish it." <laughs> That's the typical Optimus trope, though. <laughs> right, right. So I thought, I thought that was pretty. You're funny. not allowed to die and come back. Yeah. <laughs> you always come back powerfuler. Powerfuler. Powerful, yeah, it's not a word. It's not a word. It's been a day. So we don't have any emails to read, but would you, we like to talk about some toys? Well, since it's always me. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I got, what else did I get? I got Inferno from the Kingdom line. And I don't know if I had Air Razor the last time I talked about the, the Beast War toys that I got recently, but I got Air Racer and Warpath. Yeah. What, what do you think of those? I, I like them. I like that they're doing the toys kind of like uh, uh, scale to the like the actual character. So like Inferno is way bigger than Warpath and then Air Racer is almost like the same size so a little bit taller than Warpath and everything so it kind of makes your collection uh, look more realistic instead of all being the same height. So uh, right, right. But they're very de- decent toys. Uh, and I do, I do like them very, very much. Computron, you have something coming in the mail, right? That starts with the magical letter O. Yeah. Um. So back to the topic of talking about the wreckers. No spoilers. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite villains of all time happens to be in a wreckers comic, and uh, Mr. Uh, Onyx Prime here. Help me out with ordering a Overlord. Yeah, I'm excited. We're going to post some nice pictures with that, by the way. But that's <laughs> not the only thing, though. And I, I just remembered uh, you're working on a, uh, a gnaw for that's me. That's right. I did make you a custom gnaw from the tiny turbo. Just the gray blob did not amuse me, so I gave it some colors. And uh, if you guys want to see these toys, uh, head over to our Twitter and our, I think our Instagram, right? Yes. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of them. And we'll be uploading the new toys we get along with uh, any uh, updates on our latest podcasts. Yeah, I would like to add, I found a 3D model made by Hightail Works of a D-Class Decepticon World Sweeper that I 3D printed. And then I custom painted it to the description that was made in our D&D spinoff podcast. That's true. And it looks awesome. I like it. I like how it turned out. Will you be uploading the pictures to the Instagram? It's already there, bud. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Just to show you guys. All the way ahead of you. How much I'm on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So are we excited for our next read, Transformers Escalation? Yep. yep. I am excited. All right, who wants to take us out this episode? Dude, let's do Computron. <laughs> I see. Uh, well, alrighty then. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, consider sharing it with your friends and subscribing. And thank you so much for listening. And as always, till all are one. Till all are one. Till all are one. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Swerves Bar Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Swerves Bar. If you're interested in more content, try checking out the spin-off D&D series, Transform and Rollout, Rise of the World Killers. <laughs> <laughs>